Welcome to the Context Machine, episode 600. Kind of hard to believe. I think it's been 50 years. I'm Brian Chaffin. And I'm Jeff Gamut. Uh, hey, uh, check us out at our new-ish home, contextmachine.io. And uh, yeah, 50 years, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, speaking of 50 years, I'm thinking you can all, first of all, you can also use contextmachine.io to reach out to us. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at Context Machine. Did you end up uh, doing post? Did you register post for us? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, I tried. And I never got an email back. I had right. to stop and think about it for a second. Right. Um, I remember that now. But you can find us on Mastodon. We're Context Machine on Mastodon. Is that is that Mastodon with the vowels or without the vowels? Mastodon.com or Mastodon.social? Which, which one of the Mastodons is it? Okay. Now, now, now you're just being old. Um, that That doesn't matter. Anymore. Since just, when? Since the search works really well. So you can just search for context machine. So, all right. So you have to do a search. We can't, but we can't just send them to someplace. Yeah, we're I'm sending telling, them to Mastodon. Which Mastodon? We can't just send matter. them to Mastodon.com slash something. Want. Any Mastodon they want. And then do oh a my search. God, people have been missing us so much. I can tell. They've been missing the whole mastodon or whatever debate of the day we're going to have it's i've missed you brian it is i i've missed you too mastodon is a mess i still like post a lot can't believe you don't just goes to show that uh you know anyone has a right to be wrong and 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 i totally support your right to be wrong brian i still love you uh righto so anyway yeah at context machine contextmachine.io Context machine on your on your favorite uh, social media platform, which is clearly Mastodon or Twitter or oh, we're on Facebook. <laughs> do you like <laughs> another one of you, your favorites? Are you are you interacting on Mastodon? Some. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my defense, mm-hmm. we went through the whole holidays, and there was just like all kinds of stuff going on, and you know, family and uh, and and all that. So now, now that we've made it through the holiday season, now I can be uh, more active on Mastodon. Hmm. I see. I've actually posted a couple of times on the post. Huh. For that source, I I actually put up two blog posts. On Geektails, geektails.com. You can believe it. Oh, one, I of, read one. One, one of them was a little bit ranty. Yeah. Did, you sent me a link to one of them. Yeah. It was right? a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. And, and I, I remember you sent me a link and I read it. And, uh, um, yeah, I did. I posted something else on like New Year's Eve, basically just reminding us all to go kick butt. That's right. Let's go out there and kick butt and take names. Yes. Let's kick butt and take names. And speaking of which. And that's this week's context machine. No. Thanks. No, 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 no. We still got the, got the thing to talk about. Oh, my God. We didn't even do any other content. Well, here, okay. let, me, let me help get you fired up. Treason. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. That could mean one of many things. It could mean, <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. Um, all right. So people, just so you know, Brian started watching Treason, the new Charlie Cox series on Netflix. Charlie Cox, the star of 
Disney's uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. And uh, holy crap, he's he's just he's dreamy. Charlie Cox is just awesome. I love Charlie Cox. Love him as an actor. Find him very and compelling on the said, stage. Screen, yeah, and, screen and that is. So then Brian says, "Hey, hey, you need to go watch the first episode of Treason, so we can talk about it on the show." Um, I don't think that's a fair representation of the conversation that we had about that. Okay, so uh, let's do your representation. Uh, well, my representation is, man, I didn't like the show. I really want to talk about it, but you should probably watch it for us to do that. And I'd like your opinion. Okay. I also said I wanted your opinion. Right. And uh, but it was clear so ahead of time. The first episode. It was clear ahead of time it that was. I didn't like it. It wasn't like. So here's the funny thing. I have my buddy, Mark, high school buddy one of my best friends now for decades and we haven't seen each other physically in years, but we're still very close. He's going to be in San Francisco tomorrow and I'm driving up to see him. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. One of my most self-loathing memories from high school comes from me having took a big whiff of something in chemistry class that destroyed my nose and then holding it up to my nose, cause, and Mark didn't see. Mark was sitting next to me, but he didn't see. And then me holding it up to my nose. No, he was visiting the class that day, even. He wasn't normally in that chemistry class. And and me, like, waving it underneath my nose for him to see, pretending to smell, but I wasn't. And then saying, <laughs> oh yeah, what, God, is, what does this smell like? Person, I, yeah, yes. I, that was a horrible thing to do. I hate that I did that. But that's not what I did to you. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you, you this let time. me know. You, you did it like, oh man, this smells really bad. Here, you smell it. Yeah. Yes. 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 Also, you, you're you're not a horrible person, Brian. That was a horrible I, thing to do. That was a it was a horrible thing, thing to do. But very I said mad what I said for comic value. For some, <laughs> for some reason, he still wants to see me tomorrow. <laughs> You're not going to believe what he's going to wave under your nose. <laughs> no, no joke. So um, here's the thing. I want to talk about this show because it's so bad. And do the, the question is, do we do spo- If we're going to do spoilers, we're going to tell everybody right now. If you want to watch this for yourself and you don't want any spoilers, please skip ahead by, I don't know, probably 15 minutes. Yeah, least, or just pause, least watch it, and then come back. Yeah, or oh, even better, yes. And then you can you can you can join us in our rant. Um, can we talk about this show, um, and explain what we like and don't like without spoilers? Uh, I think so. I think it'd probably be safer for everybody that wants to watch Treason on Netflix, starring Charlie Cox. It's a series. If you want to watch it without spoilers, pause and watch it now. The first episode, at least that's all we watched is the first episode mm-hmm. or just skip ahead. Okay. We'll do it. So how about if I, if I say this people, we are going to do our best to avoid spoilers because you know how I feel about spoilers. Same. However, due to the nature of this conversation, it's possible we may have spoilers happen. Yeah. So spoiler, the show sucks. Spoiler, this show is so frustrating for me. It is 
unbelievably stupid. That's the problem. That's the, my problem with it is is the stupidity of the plot. Charlie Charlie's acting is you know fantastic. He's he 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 plays a Brit, which he is. So he's not doing his American accent that he does for Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And you know it's not him. It's not. It's actually, frankly, it's not any of the people they cast. It's not the it's not the, it's not the actors. It's not even their performance. It's the story. It's stupid. Yeah the um, the the premise of uh, of what's happening through the series uh, when we get the reveal for what that premise is. Uh, I I'm watching it and I lost any hope of suspension of disbelief because I was thinking that this is absolutely ridiculous. This is not plausible at all. And, uh, and if this is the foundation for what the entire show, the entire series is going to be, I'm out because it is, it, it is so contrived and flimsy Inconvenient. I hate convenient when it comes. Oh, painfully convenient. And, and 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 like all of the convenient things are just utterly unbelievable. And it's like like so, all right. So we, we should say Charlie Cox is the newly temporary head of MI6, which is sort of the equivalent of the CIA in uh, in England. It's uh, military intelligence six, but their concern is theoretically um, outside. Of England itself, international threats to the to the UK, right? And MI five is closer to the FBI because their concern is inside the borders. However, mm-hmm. because a it's not the United States, and b uh, because of the you know the very international, the much more international as- aspect of London compared to most of the United States, there's a lot of sort of intelligence. Uh, breakover, uh, crossover between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yep. so all right. Okay. So he's the newly temporary head of MI6 for completely and ridiculously implausible reasons in an implausible way. Yes, and uh, and this is not a spoiler because this comes from the trailer, which had me really excited about the show. Um. He is set up to appear as if he's a double agent. And now he has to deal with that. So the um, setup for that is it You think that's what the setup the, is? The no the it in the trailer, the setup is or at least came across as he's being he's being um essentially framed as a a double agent. Okay, he's that's, being made to appear as if he's a double agent. That's going to make me even matter because that's stupid. It's stupid. Listen, no one with his background would ha- ever rise to this level within an intelligence organization without at least the intelligence organization knowing about these things in his background. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, th- I agree. And, and, and none of the things that are happening to him could happen without some word of that getting through to the intelligence organizations in my five or in my six, in this case, mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's such a, it's such a bad 
It, it, it's what, what was the analogy I came up with? It was it's like it was written by middle schoolers whose understanding of how MI6 works came from watching three episodes of Slow Horse, not in order, with the sound off after getting drunk on spiked Kool Aid because of middle schoolers. <laughs> And and that's that, that's it's like a it's like a but you know I I I I I it's like a certain book that I read where the author's understanding of the military is like there's there's a hierarchy and there are some people who tell other people what to do and the end and that's what the military is that it's like it's like everything that's everything about the military. You know, because she couldn't apparently be bothered to like, you know, a read a book or two about the military or maybe, uh, I don't know, talk to someone who bloody well understands the military. And and I'm and I'm being all circumspect because as an aspiring author, I'm supposed to not crap talk <laughs> other people. Oops. <laughs> well, I, I, I laud your efforts. Um all right, so what Brian was was curious to see when he asked me to to watch the episode because I was genuinely interested in the show, having seen the trailers. Brian wanted my my honest reaction to the show, and uh, now I knew that Brian was was already disappointed with the show before I up. watched that first episode. A little worked up. A little worked up. You had your pants in a bunch. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and I know you well enough that I know that there are situations where you can watch or read something where you're like, ah, this is crap. And my reaction will not be the same. Yeah. I'm, so, a, little, I'm, a, I'm a little more uptight than you about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, that is a way of putting it. <laughs> so i went into this thinking you know it's charlie cox the trailer looks really cool um and you know that i like charlie cox you knew already that i like you're already, the one who turned already. me on to charlie cox you're the one who told me to watch daredevil it's fantastic yeah. and yeah. that's Char- where i charlie learned cox about is great charlie cox existence yeah so i went into this um with the the baggage that I took into it was I like Charlie Cox. The trailer looks really interesting. I'm interested in the show, but I know Brian didn't like it. And, uh, and as, as the show is progressing, I'm, I'm thinking, man, Charlie Cox is really good. This, I mean, this guy is, uh, is just playing the crap out of his character and uh, and at the same time i'm really struggling with the actual story not to understand it but to accept the story and then we get to the point where we get the reveal about uh you know about what's going on and the way that plays out i was done because it it was so flimsy contrived and implausible that I completely lost my suspension of disbelief. And, uh, and at that point I actually stopped, I paused my television and I started rant texting Brian. <laughs> Would you have finished the first 
episode if we weren't planning on talking about it. No. Now, for a lot of people, that that's like a big thing. For me, that's that's maybe not as strong a statement as it would be for other people because I'm the guy that uh, that can get like several episodes into a series, like uh, like when I was watching Iron Fist. I, I like how you're very carefully not trying to trigger me. Go ahead. <laughs> so I got several episodes into Iron Fist. And I'm in the middle of what presumably is like the biggest fight, the most important fight before the big switch in, uh, or reveal or whatever in the entire season. And I just stopped. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I, I cannot, I, I just cannot with this anymore. And, uh, and I, I will read books where I will be mid word. I could be like two thirds of the way through a book, three quarters of the way through a book, mid word. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore and close it and never go back to it. Uh, which is not the same thing, Brian, as my, my extended reading, uh, windows for that's true other it's, books. Not, it's not the same thing there's a difference between you not picking it up again yet and you having put it down yes yes right yeah. all right so, so with uh, with this episode once we got to that point and i paused the television if it was not for the fact that I needed to watch the rest of the episode for science for our, our listeners who I love dearly. I would have been done. Right. And it's just, it, it should be good. It's, I, I mean, you know, it, it's Charlie Cox. It's MI6, right? It's spy stuff. It's, it's, you know, Sexy actresses and sexy actors. It's, it's, you know, it, ah, it's, oh, God, it should be good. It should be it good. Should be. I, I mean, it, it has so many cool people in it. Um, okay. So we know we have Charlie Cox. We have uh, Adam James. And uh, for those of you that are like Adam James, I don't know who that is. The um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes series, he's Lestrade in that. Right. Um, Alex Kingston is in it. River Song from Doctor Who. Uh, right. And also uh, uh, Olga Kirilenko, who was uh, the Bond girl in... Quantum of Solace. Oh, okay. Yep. Right. So anyhow, she, she's, she is both gorgeous and I think a very good actress. Her role here is stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, but anyhow, there's a, there's, there's a lot of really talented people in this series. The premise based on, on, well, not on actually, reading the script, but the premise is really interesting. I mean, thriller spy, great cast. And, uh, and then it has a horribly weak script. So you have all this talent. It's, it's, it's script that, and premise though. It's also the premise. I mean, this, the script can exist without the stupid premise of the premises that they're using. 
Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, if, if Charlie Cox's character was not the acting director of MI6, then it could become more plausible, but it's still a horribly flimsy premise. You know what would it's, what might have worked better hmm. is if we started with episode I don't e- I don't even know what episode two is about, but if the show started with Charlie Cox's character being in the thick of it and we get some of the some of the setup like in flashback, might have been easier to overlook the 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 the, the flimsiness. Okay, yeah. Uh, give it to us in, in bite-sized pieces instead of putting the whole plate of flimsy in front of us all at once. Yes. Okay. That Yeah. That might work right. better. You see, th- this is all why um, I, I find the, the show so frustrating because there's so many elements that come together that should make this fantastic. And then we have the uh, the writing which is just so disappointing. Yes. You know what was not disappointing? A show called The Recruit. Did you watch that one? No. Okay, The Recruit is about a CIA um, recruit. He's a lawyer, actually. He's not not supposed to be an agent. Uh, Starring Noah Sin... Centineo. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And this has extra relevance, first of all, because it says relevance in part because it's a good spy show. Um, it much, uh, it's not even really, I don't know, is it a spy show? It's kind of a spy show. I, I, have en- I enjoyed The Recruit, uh, also on Netflix. The But Noah plays one of the characters in Black Adam. Did you end up watching that? I have not had a chance to watch that yet. So I did watch it. I guess we'll we'll talk about it another time. Uh, this is the uh, newish movie starring Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, mm-hmm. or DJ, as apparently his uh, fellow cast members call him. Uh, Noah Centineo plays um, Adam Smasher. Okay, who can grow big. Yeah, I, I know who happened. So oh, okay. oh, I, I get I, it. You're, you're telling everyone else that might not know. And here I am being a jerk. Well, so, yeah, I, I had also, it. I had never heard of him. So I, I would not have known had it not been for Black Adam. But uh, yeah, so we're not going to talk about Black Adam more, much more today. But the recruit stars one of the same actors who is uh, in Black Adam. And I quite frankly uh, think he's kind of nifty. I like him. Uh, the recruit's pretty big, pretty good. Treason's pretty bad, and Jack Ryan was fantastic. Did you watch Jack Ryan the third season? Oh no, not yet. Fantastic it's on my list. Fantastic. Enjoyed it. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Enjoyed it. All right, um, that's our Brian. TV se- session today. No, it's not. Uh oh, what, what do you got? I gotta throw some. Uh, I was going to say salt on the fire because I make some metaphors. I like it. Um, salt in the wound, gas on the fire, whatever. So I looked up the writer, uh, producer for the series, Treason, uh, Matt Charman. Okay, for Treason. Yeah, yes. Matt Charman. I see him. Yep. This guy is well known for writing uh, spy espionage stories. 
what what else has he written? So that's his thing. Huh. I guess I guess maybe he was thinking, you know, maybe this time around I'll throw in some like middle school unbelievable petty drama. That's what the spy that's what the spy genre needs. That's just what the spy well, so, so, needs. Uh, has he has he writ, written something or produced something that we've heard of that you or I have um, heard of? Bridge of Spies. Didn't watch that. Um, that's that's the one that that I knew of. I see. Uh, oh wow! Holy smokes! Here is. Here's a here's a review, a featured review. Featured review, eight of ten stars on IMDb. The first couple of episodes of this powerful thriller do contain some holes in the plot, especially about the role of the MI6 agents. But keep watching. Episodes three to five strengthen the story, which turns into a very gripping thriller. The reasonable ending. Well, that's a that's an endorsement. Surely worth eight out of ten stars. A reasonable ending. So, um, okay, so it's five episodes. So you have to watch nearly half of them before you uh, you have a. Hey, show look, that's I'm okay. Watching. I'm fine with a, a slow burner, and I'm going to be honest. I I stopped watching the first episode about forty five, forty eight minutes into it, about the same time mm-hmm. you did, coincidentally. When mm-hmm. you took a break and you just had to start like rage texting me, and um, uh, by the way, uh, on IMDb, this featured review got sixty-two thumbs up and forty-six thumbs down. That's oh, that's that's a pretty significant ratio. Uh, I don't know. I, I and I am I am I am self-hating enough that I might try to give it till episode three <laughs> well I, i'm looking forward to hearing what uh 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 what you think as as you uh, watch through the rest of this yeah. my my take is if you want to watch uh, a, a really good engaging intriguing spy series just watch slow horses on apple tv plus and it's so good did you watch season two um i've seen the first one or two episodes. I finished it of season two. It. I'm actually reading um, the book, the book that the first season was based on called slow horses. Uh, uh-huh. Second season was the, is based on dead lions by the same author. And there's going to be a season three. And I don't know what it's based on because there's not a third book, but season two was great. Really liked it. Cool. Um, I, I binged, I binged through it like super fast. Um, I, I thought I was going to binge through it, but I started it late enough in, in the evening. Yeah. Um, where I realized I can't because I had to be functional and, uh, you know, right for clients and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I think, it, I think I got through the first two episodes at least. Well, I definitely got through the first episode. Anyhow, I'm liking Slow Horses. Season one was awesome. I'm enjoying season two. 
and uh, and I'm not having any any uh, uh, problems with the writing or the the storyline in this. So I'm a little less than a third of the way, more than a quarter, less than a third of the way through the book. It's quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a rare, you know, there's rare thing comes from me. <laughs> there are eight books in the slow horses series. Oh, okay. Uh, I accept your rebuke and, uh, I must've, I must've misinterpreted something that I saw. Uh, and so I'm, I'm just getting this from my quick Amazon search because, you know, why, uh, why should we bother doing, um, any sort of uh, research before a show. Yeah, we don't normally do that. Um, Slow Horses by Mick Heron. Let me look on the book so, app. Yep. So uh, Slow Horses is book one. Deadlines is book two. Real Tigers. Then Spook Street. Then London Rules. Joe Country. And and Slow House. I see. Uh, and then finally real, Bad Actors. Okay. I, I very much mislooked. Miss, if I if if I was responsible enough, I would take out my uh, I would take out my mistake. <laughs> yeah, but I I understand why you're going to leave it in, and uh, and this is to make you more relate relatable because if uh, if people feel that uh, or see that that even you Brian can occasionally <laughs> make a mistake and that you're you're comfortable enough letting other people see that you've made that mistake then uh yeah that totally makes it's you more like approachable it's like i am i am so magnanimous uh but i see there's deadlines real tigers spook street london rules which according to the show london rules uh see uh moscow rules is cover your back and london rules is cover your ass if i remember correctly mhm yeah uh and then the list Joe Country, Slow House, one called Slow House, one called Bad Actors. There's some other books too. Oh yeah, there's there's the there's a novella called The List. So there there's ah. eight books and a novella. I see. All right, that makes sense. Good. I guess I have some reading in front of me. You do. Yeah, I'm enjoying Slow Horses. Okay, so uh, let's move on to um, to weather apps. Oh, yeah, where where I do the research so that you don't have to, and I say you, not just targeting you, Brian, but you, meaning all of our listeners. Too. Is, are, is, is there someone else that matters besides me? What? <laughs> Now, now we're moving on to the segment where I do do all the research, so Brian doesn't have to. Yes, exactly. So um, the reason why we're talking about this is because Dark Sky, a favorite by many, for many, including me, yeah, and me, uh, stopped working on on January first. And the reason why it stopped working is because Apple bought the company; it was an acquire. And then, uh, the, mm-hmm. but the app kept running for a couple of years, really. And while Apple was working on integrating basically, you know, the team and their ideas into Apple's own weather app, which had been quite frankly lacking. Yes. Are you with me here so far? Am I accurate? I am so with you. All right. So, but, you know, the dreaded day came. 
Dark Sky no longer works. If you launch the Dark Sky app right now, it just basically has the interface. You can't download it, but it has the, if you already have it downloaded, it's got the interface with no data in it. It's, yeah, it's actually kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. And the weather app, I'm, I'm looking at the weather app for iPad, is mm-hmm. quite, I'm sorry, by Apple, the weather app, just weather by Apple, right? It's mm-hmm. got all of the data presented differently, much more colorful, uh, much more, uh, much less sort of, um, uh, you know, less utilitarian yes. than, uh, than, than the presentation in dark sky. So I down here, here's why I'm mentioning this. I downloaded weather after the first, he's like, wow. And cause I didn't, you know, didn't bother doing any research ahead of time. And, uh, and immediately thought, man, this is great. And then I saw you on the Instagram where, what are you? Jay Gammon? Is that right? Jay Gammon. Right. Interesting. Uh, I saw you posting that you were testing other apps um, uh, because because of Dark Sky. And so my mm-hmm. question to you is, before you start telling us about the ones you did like, is why the heck don't you like Weather? Well, weather's uh, a perfectly fine app, and I'm glad that it's there for people that just don't want to go look for anything else. The problem that I have with Apple's Weather app, it's a, it's a problem that I've consistently had even after Apple bought Dark Sky and started using Dark Sky's data in their in, in their own app. And it's that I routinely get uh, data that's not accurate for my location. And, uh, and I should take a step back and talk about hyperlocal data. So hyperlocal data means instead of getting the weather data from whatever the official weather station is for your city, which could be Off next to where you are. Or miles away, right. or yeah, or yeah, off in the really airport, and airports away. tend to not be right there in the city, right? And, yes, yeah, and and in my case, um, there, I mean, there is uh, an official NOAA weather station in Boulder, of course, uh, and I'm so glad that it's there because if I were in a position where I had to rely on the official weather from the station at the airport, that's a location that is a solid 45 minutes away from me. And uh, it's a different altitude. It's farther away from the mountains. It's, 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 a, it's a different environment. So the weather there doesn't relate to where I am. All right. So the problem with that is that you actually need to have weather data that's accurate for where you are. And that's where hyperlocal weather data comes in. And that's something that was a huge thing when Dark Sky launched. They're like, hey, this is the thing we do. You want to know the weather on your block? Then we're the app for you. And uh, um, what I found was that the data that I was getting from Dark Sky was consistently more accurate and i could compare dark sky to the apple weather app and uh and this is even after apple bought dark sky and i would see conflicting data and interesting uh, i'd like to point yeah. out that it the the hyperlocal information for me has been fantastic and i i kind of think that's everything everyone needs to know 
That yeah, that's what really matters. Um, <laughs> so what we what people what we need to do is set our weather apps to Brian's location, yeah. so we always know what the weather is for him. Right, right, um, because that way you can contact me and make sure everything's okay. Right. Uh, so that's but that actually does bring up an, an important point, which is uh, you're getting good weather data from Apple's weather app, correct? Yes. I am a lot of things. I mean, obviously I was joking when I set that up, but I'm in Apple's literal backyard. A lot of things work perfectly for me. Maps has been fantastic for me for like from day one, few, few, a few, a few glitches here and there, but those are years in the past, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, it's it's like it's like Nest the the Nest uh, thermostat which works perfectly for folks in the Bay Area, but like uh, I've I've known several people in areas that have like climates that have that have actual weather <laughs> have actual weather that changes from day to day, uh, who have said that it does not work well for them. Dave Hamilton is as in the past. I don't know what his current feeling on on Nest is, but he he didn't like it. For instance, uh, living up in the Northeast. But the folks that built Nest live here, and it works great here. Yeah, there you go. Not, yes. That's not that's not an Apple product. Obviously, it's now a Google product, but it was invented by ex Apple or Tony Fidel. And the point is, they're all here. So the, the you know when when where the engineers are, things tend to work. Yes, and uh, and and what you'll find is that just because one weather app is perfect for you. Um, whoever that you might be, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the perfect app for someone else in a different location, yeah, regardless of whether or not it works. Right. So, uh, so I already was having um, a somewhat disappointing experiences with Apple's weather app. And so I decided what I need to do since dark sky was going to be shutting down was figure out what weather app is going to work best for me and my use cases and in the locations that I'm at. And, uh, and I went through a bunch of different apps and I kept coming back to two consistently. And, uh, one was Wonderground, which is the weather underground app. And the other was carrot. So that the carrot weather app, and um, and what I found is that I could consistently get uh, get uh, hyperlocal weather data that was pretty close or the same as what I was getting with Dark Sky. And with Carrot, it was even easier because you can go in and, and choose Dark Sky as your weather data source. So then I'm just getting the Dark Sky hyperlocal data. And... Um, after experimenting with a bunch of different apps, um, it came down to what app is giving me the the best, most consistent data for matching what Dark Sky offers. What app gives me the interface that works best for for my needs? What app includes their own Apple Watch complication? And then put all of those things together, and it just kept coming back to 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 uh, Wonderground and Carrot. And in the end, the element that pushed me over to choosing 
carrot as my replacement for Dark Sky was that uh, Wonderground does not have an Apple Watch companion app or complication. I see. Have you used weather in the last few weeks? Yes. Uh, so what did you doing not all like of- about it? That's my question. Consistency. That's it. That's why I wanted to have this conversation. You have experienced yeah. inconsistency recently. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and and it isn't like the consistency issues are something that I just started watching. The, the inconsistencies have been surprisingly consistent. And, uh, and, and this goes back to when... Uh, I really started paying attention, which actually would have been even before Apple bought Dark Sky. But I started paying close attention after Apple bought Dark Sky because I knew that Apple was switching over to the Dark Sky data sources. And I was thinking, okay, here we go. Apple is setting this up so that what we're getting is uh, is all the data we wanted with a different interface and uh, and it should be just fine. And it turns out, no, it wasn't. I could look out the window and see it snowing. Dark Sky gave me alert saying it's a snowing, saying it is snowing. Apple Weather app shows that it's sunny or well, partly cloudy and when not was snowing. This? Uh, th- this has been consistent over the, the last couple years and uh, even over the past couple months. Like I, this is not something that I'm weird about the weather apps. Like I, I really obsess over this stuff, but I also live in a place where the weather can be radically different from block to block. So, so it actually matters. And yeah, you've got uh, lots of micro microclimates. We have lots of yeah. microclimates here, but I suspect that yours are even more varied, but I, I, I don't actually know if that's the case. It, yeah, who knows? I, uh, how about a meteorologist? They, they would know. Um, but yeah, the, the consistency issues, that's been a thing, uh, all, all the way through. And yeah, but, has so, it, but do you have a specific, I, I, I feel like, and feelings are what matter here, right? <laughs> I feel like the full integration should be judged today or, you know, as of the first when it switched over. But the full integration had happened well before that. All they did was wait until the first to just shut off data going to the dark sky app. But that's not what I feel happened. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like WTF MF. brian i i I appreciate and i recognize your feelings and i know that your feelings are important to you Uh uh-huh yes 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 however based on the information that i have been observing there's a possibility that what you're feeling may not be consistent with the data that's being presented 
Now, I understand that because of uh, of the baggage that you do bring along with you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it can make it more difficult at times to separate your feelings from the information. And that's okay. That's something we can work on. Uh, How's that? Beautifully said. I don't know if you could hear Ichabod growling, but... Um, <laughs> I, I thought that was Ichabod agreeing with me. I, I thought he was uh, probably concerned that you were getting dangerously close to hitting the nail on the head and that you ought to be careful, sir. <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I apologize for, for circling that close to the nail. I, I, am, I am so sorry. I'm pretty sure that's what the growling was about. Well, I will say this. Uh, the, I don't love the carrot. I love I love the, the fun attitude that they bring to everything. Okay. On that, yes, um, I was actually concerned because I obsess about the weather apps so much that uh, that the carrot app snark was going to wear thin on me and really annoy me. Oh, I think Turns they're really good out, at it, though. They're really good at it, and you can set the level of snark, which yeah, goes from pro- like professional zero level. snark. All the way up to uh, to um, using language that uh, that may not be allowed on primetime television, and uh, and references that might be equally awkward to explain in uh, in certain circles. Uh, but anyhow, I like that there's that that range, and you can choose what that range is. I also like that the app includes. A lot of different layouts for for the data. So you can choose something that presents the information in a way that best suits your needs. And because the guy that writes the app is really, really smart and forward thinking, he created a new layout that that mimics the look of the Dark Sky app. So when uh, when I signed up for the premium level subscription, so that I'd have everything all in the one app, the you know the 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 radar data and all all of the features, um, I immediately went and selected the layout that looks like Dark Sky, and it's it's as close to having Dark Sky on my phone as I can get. And it has a complication that, oh, the complications that so frustrated me. Uh, at one point, Apple changed the dark sky complication on Apple Watch and took away the, the key feature that you went to see, which is what is the actual temperature right now, and replaced it with just that little slider thing. But the weather app complication had the slider thing along with the actual number for the temperature. So they, they took away a useful feature out of dark sky uh, before, uh, before they shut down the app completely. And I just thought that was a, that was a crap move. Uh, But carrot, you get that back. So you actually have a lot of options for what the carrot weather complication shows on your watch, which is nice. So yes, I'm paying. What is it? Thirty dollars a year for the subscription for the weather app or for the uh, carrot weather app, so that I can have all the features that I want and the uh, the hyperlocal weather data that I can feel more confident about being accurate for my location. 
Um, fair enough. I certainly love supporting third-party independent developers. Mm-hmm. The folks at Carrot make a, f- a fantastic product. I I really am enjoying the the weather app more. But let me. So you know, again, you pointed out that we're all wired differently. Uh, by the way, I like the I like the iPad weather app substantially better than I like the iPhone weather app, which I'm just looking at right now. Uh, I'm with you. I think Apple did a really good job of making a uh, an interface for weather on the iPad that really takes advantage of the screen space. Yeah, and to uh, which uh, I didn't feel was necessarily the case with Dark Sky. A lot of white space in the Dark Sky app. Um, okay, I, I will grant you that. But it worked. Uh, there, there's a lot that that Dark Sky could have done to make better use of the screen space on the iPad. Carrot, however, does a great job with their iPad interface. And are you looking at Carrot? Did you? Uh, so there's a, like a professional version of Carrot that you can download. Is that correct? And then Carrot Weather Alerts and Radar. I think that's the basic one that you can upgrade from. Hold on, let me tell you what I which what I have. Carrot. I'm doing a search right now, so I have carrot weather, which includes. Uh, I'm not sure what you're seeing. Um, I just enabled profanity on my carrot. Sweet. So what I downloaded was Carrot Weather and uh and then paid for the uh the upgrade that unlocks okay, there the is premium a features. Carrot premium app. Yeah, that that's that's just an in wait, you so you're seeing another app called Carrot Premium? Well, what I'm seeing is a square. Oh, on the app. You're seeing, yeah, that's the subscription that you pay for in the Carrot app. I see. And so gives you the additional features. The basic app is Carrot Weather colon alerts and radar. Yes. And inside the Carrot Weather colon alerts, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a subscription option called Carrot Premium. There, there's a couple subscription levels. I'm, I'm going with Premium so that I have all of the features. Uh, part of what you're paying for when you subscribe to a weather app is the uh, the fees that the developers pay to the various weather data sources to have it? data coming in because that's not free. free. I thought those were free. That's no. actually like one of the one of the things that is so infuriating about the the group that owns the Weather Channel that they were lobbying to get these things to not be free to lock out competitors. Um, th- there are fees that the app developers pay to the different sources for uh, access to all that data. So. Um, where where are the look where's the look and feel settings for carrot? Hold on, let me just open up that carrot app right here. Carrot and okay, so um I'm looking on my iPhone um because I don't have an iPad 
within uh, hand's reach. Um, so there's a settings tab or button. When you tap that, you get to um, uh, premium is one of the options you can choose. But there's a general source, notifications, live activities, widgets, Apple Watch, layout. Uh, Hold on. And uh, okay. in the layout okay. settings, that's where you get to choose from the different layout gallery the, what you want. And you can have multiple layouts. You can switch between them. And include, and you can even have smart layouts. So you can create these layouts where you're seeing data that's, uh, that's highlighting what, what actually matters in that moment. So, for example, I can set up a layout that focuses on uh, snow, another one that focuses on rain, and another one that focuses on sun or whatever. And then based on whatever the current weather conditions are, my interface can dynamically switch to whatever uh, layout is appropriate for the weather conditions I'm currently seeing. Okay. Spoiler. I like the iPhone layout more than I like the iPad layout in Carrot. Whereas with the weather app, I like the iPad layout more than I like the iPhone Interesting. Okay, and that's just the basic layout, um, or the default layout. That yes. So experiment with some of the other layouts and and see if there's something there that you like. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's cool what what you can do in the weather app as far as customization goes, or excuse me, in the carrot weather app. And, um, yeah, to me, it's, it's worth the cost of playing because I do have the control that I want. Yeah. And, uh, and you have to pay for the data sources and I'm supporting a third party developer. So put all that together and it's totally worth it. Of course. If you really, really like it even more, just, uh, go in and in settings and tap the tip jar thing. And you can just give them more money. Seems uh, like a good thing to do. I like supporting developers that are making good products. So, I, uh, yay carrot for sure. I do like the weather app. I don't know. What, what do our listeners think? How many of you were using Dark yeah. Sky? And if so, how did you handle... The transition, uh, like, for instance, did you cling to Dark Sky until the last possible second, like I did? Uh, like I did. Like, like we both did. Uh, or did you, you know, switch ahead of time knowing that the, 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 the end was nigh? Um, and if so, uh, what did you switch to? And what do you think? Um, I'll tell you, if I hadn't gone with Carrot, I would have been doing a dual app thing. Which is Wonderground and My Radar. Well, as, uh, I, I like Wonderground. I have both those apps. I like Wonderground. I didn't find myself going back to it though, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, and see, it comes down to what what app uh, works best for you. Yeah, always, always um, comes down to that. Yeah, th- there were several others that I tried. Uh, 
uh, different weather apps that I tried. And it was like each one had something where I felt like, yeah, this, okay, that's a nice feature. But I kept just gravitating back to Carrot and Wonderground. Makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Let us know what you think. Uh, you can hit us on Twitter, uh, at Context Machine, somewhere on Mastodon. I don't know. Search for us, I guess, is what I hear. <laughs> you, have to, you have to do some kind of find. Uh, we're not on post yet because they haven't let us in. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. We're supposed to get an email to confirm. Have you checked recently? Uh, our by the account way? And, yeah. I'll check again. Thank you. And, uh, or, you know, the, the Facebook, we do still have our Facebook group, such as it is. We don't, I mean, the group's fine. We just don't interact a whole lot there. Just let I, us know. I'm assuming if there's something really bad happening there, so, someone would have reached out to one of us, uh, uh, separately from. Well, I see every said. time we, every time we, we post a show, I go and post it. Oh, okay. So, you know, I check it. I check in at least then. All right. Well, God, we are so good at social media. Great. I, I, I'm so happy that you're checking that. <laughs> yeah, I should look more often. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks. I, I appreciate you sharing with us uh, all of your research and uh, and thoughts. I mean, it's the only reason I do the show, so you can do my homework for me. Oh, sure. You know, I'm here. I've got your back. Excellent. And uh, let's see. So first of all, we'll say we'll say this. And then I will note that is this week's Context Machine. If you have anything to comment on, add a question, you can write us at contextmachine.io. That's our website. Or the other places we mentioned. I'm at Geektails, by the way, on all the places. And Jeff, you're at uh, Jay Gamut. Is that right? On all the places. All the places. Yep. Our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. The bass is by Boom, recorded just Dr. for Boom. us. Dr. Boom. Gosh darn it. PhD, recorded for the show. And that is Jeff all for this week. What do you think? Okay, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so mean. I can't, it's still weird to me that Mark's going to come see me. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know what's up with that.